All right, everyone, we are back on the Ramp Podcast. Today, I have a special guest with me. It is Raf Kaido. Raf, how are you today? Hi, Danny. I'm super good and very excited to be here. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Well, we're pumped to chat with you. You have such a broad range of perspective on storytelling, on content creation, on entrepreneurship. And I know our audience is going to absolutely love this episode. Before we dive into some meaty topics on how job seekers can uplevel their approach and really go beyond just the job search, I want to know who is Ralph Guido? <laughs> I love this one. It's always so easy and so complex at the same time. I would say that I'm a curious person. Curiosity is probably the most important thing for me. I mean, in my career, in my professional life, but in general, in every aspect of my life, I think if you are a curious person, you can have a, you know, this kind of approach of mindset in everything. So the way you travel, the way you read books, the way you meet new people, the way you pick your next, you know, movie or, you know, music or restaurant or whatever. So I would say that this is probably the main thing for me. And this also... Of course, I've had a huge impact on my professional life because I've always kind of one of those person that always want to do something new every couple of years. So it's really hard for me to say, oh, you know, I'm this or I'm that. I don't like labels in general, but I would say that I'm an entrepreneur and that's of course true, but that's not just this. I'm also a content creator. I'm an author. I do a lot of teaching and coaching. You know, so I can say that I wear a lot of different hats and those are all important aspects of my life, of my professional life. But the common path between all of this is curiosity and also trying to have always, let's say, an experimental approach. I don't like gurus. You know, I don't like people that always have the recipe for success. I like to try things, to experiment a lot, to see the results, you know, to look at the numbers and to understand what's working and what's not. And I try to have this approach on my projects. So my personal stuff, the, the books, the content, you know, the, 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 the teaching and everything else. But also when I work with clients and with students, I always try to give them this kind of, you know, approach and, and mindset, always trying to be, you know, someone that experiments a lot. That's really, really important for me. Yeah, and, that, and this is it, I think. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, really good overview. And there's a bunch of threads that I want to pull on during this discussion. Where I want to start with you more specifically is the content piece. And for some of our audience, content is really interesting, not just in a career aspect, but in really communicating their story or their message to potentially an employer, but potentially for the longevity of their career. We've seen content creation become incredibly popular and incredibly important for folks to make an impact on their communities or even the niche that they specialize in. Let's start at the very top with you. How did you get started? Did you just wake up one day and say, oh, I just want to share a little bit more about myself and then it snowballed, or is it something totally different? Or you're just like, I'm, I'm really good at recording videos. This is where I'm going. No, actually, I was really bad. <laughs> I mean, if I see, if I take a look to, you know, my first video is yeah. kind of embarrassing. <laughs> really, really bad. And not, you know, just the technical side of it, you know, lights and camera and microphone. 
But I mean, seeing myself, you know, talking in front of a camera six or seven years ago, I don't remember, I was like super shy. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so I think that's probably the same process, the same, you know, first step for everyone out there. And that's, you know, the hard part, but it's also probably the most important thing to understand so that everyone starts from scratch. That's the thing. Everyone. And when I work with my students, for example, or, or with my clients, we do this, you know, let's say this exercise. So I tell them, which is, what's your favorite creator? Give me, you know, an, a name of a famous YouTuber that you like. Let's go back in time and see the first video that they uploaded. And you can see how they were in the same situation. You know, even the big ones, I don't know if you like Mr. Beast or if you like, I don't know, someone really huge on YouTube. Yep. Go back in time, check their first video or like the first 10 or, you know, 100 videos and you, you'll realize very soon that they were just like you, very shy and, you know, they didn't know anything about the technical stuff of making a video or recording a podcast or, you know, whatever. They just started. That's the thing. You just do it. You don't know what you're doing and you don't know how you are doing, but you learn, you know, during the process. And maybe the, the most important part of the whole thing is that you have to love the process. That was my thing, at least. So I knew that I was really bad with content, but I loved the idea of making content. I loved the idea of, you know, sharing my ideas, sharing my values, sharing my journey. That was the goal from the beginning. My goal has never been to teach someone what to do and how to do it. It was more like, you know, I want to document my progress. I want to tell you my story. So that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm learning right now. And I'm going to share it with you. So I don't know if I'm reading a nice book, I'm going to tell you, oh, you should read this book because I loved it. Yep. If I'm trying a, a new tool, I can tell you, oh, you should try this tool because it's like super cool. If I discover, I don't know, a new podcast or a new YouTube channel, I always like to share it with my audience. So maybe here, the most important word is this one is sharing. At least for me, it made a huge difference. And then, yeah, you have to love the process. <laughs> That's the key. Cool. Yeah, I love that. Such a good mentality. And there's a lot of things that I heard there that resonate with me in maybe a different way. But, you know, you, you just kind of you just kind of start and then keep moving. And then some time between that start point and where you are today, it starts to feel more natural. It starts to feel like you're becoming, if not an expert, at least proficient at what you're doing and then you can take the next step it doesn't just happen even for these big folks who have crushed it you know i think even like justin bieber got to start you know kind of on, on youtube as well right like it doesn't just happen overnight it takes many repetitions of doing the same thing over and over again experimenting testing and growing your audience and and then at some point it does snowball a bit for our audience specifically that wants to use content in up leveling their job search what type of guidance do you have at maybe a top level? And then I would love to dig, dig into some specific tactics as well. Yeah, 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 sure. Well, of course it depends, right? So everyone now can use content in a different level, you know, for different goals. So nowadays companies create a lot of content because they want to attract talent, for example. Or if you are like a, a freelancer or an entrepreneur, you create content because you want to attract new customers. But for people that are, you know, kind of, looking for a, a career, they want to change job, they want to, you know, apply for a new job or they are starting right now because they, I don't know, just finished the university or whatever. Content can be also really, really important. Something that 
you know, I think we all realized in the, in the last maybe four or five years uh, is that everyone is going to Google you before, uh, you know, hiring you. Maybe even before, you know, looking at your LinkedIn profile or, you know, sending a DM on LinkedIn for HR people, they're going to Google you. And this is going to have a huge impact on the first idea that, you know, they're going to have about you. What do I mean by that? So if you are, I don't know, a backend developer, they're going to see if there is some, you know, piece of code online about you, something that you uploaded on GitHub, you know, on one of those platforms. If you are a graphic designer, they want to see what you have done before. So what's your job? Where can I see it? Do you have a profile on some website? Do you have a, your own blog? Do you have, you know, your own show reels or whatever. If you are a copywriter, can I see your like newsletter? Can I see your blog? Can I see your work somewhere? And even if you are not one of those, you know, in one of those careers, even if you are doing something else, having your content out there, it's important because it's the best way for you to share your approach, to share your mindset, to share your values. So let's say that you are in, I don't know, in finance. Okay, let's pick finance as a random yep. you know, industry. Let's say that you're in finance. Well, you should have a podcast about that or you should have a newsletter about that. You should have a blog about that. And you can talk about you know, news, you can talk about trends, you can, talk, you can you know, record interviews with experts, you know, with decision maker, with people that are kind of you know, important in that industry. You can start building your own personal brand I hate the, the, the word personal brand, you know, but just to, to understand each other. You can build your own personal brand. In that case, you know, your final goal is not to attract clients because you are not uh, doing a freelance job, but is to attract, you know, the job that you are uh, dreaming of. That's why content for me is nowadays is important for everyone. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter what your goal is. If you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to be, you know, a freelance, if you want to be if you want to have a, a career in a company, company for, content for me is the starting point, always the starting point. Super smart, super smart. And I think it's a great way to get, you know, distribution at scale, even if it is a small distribution on a specific platform. If you do keep working at it and your message is really clear and it's consistent and it's focused, you will develop an audience. I know it's hard to see when you're starting out. Even for us at Ramped, we started producing content on a regular basis three, four months ago, and it did take a while. It's still taking a while. We are not complete in our journey and our audiences are not complete at all, but it has started to compound and we have seen some yeah. of the benefits of it. And yeah. you just have to stick with it, just like nearly yeah. every, everything else. And also, Danny, if I can add something else, I think there is a very important aspect that not a lot of people think about it. And if you are you know, already working in a company, nowadays companies are building their own, let's call them internal influencer. And this is huge. Uh, this is becoming really, really huge. A lot of companies realize that it's way cheaper, you know, to have internal influencer instead of paying someone, you know, That's outside right. the company for a digital PR campaign or for sponsored content or, you know, for whatever. So this can be an asset for you not only, you know, if you are looking for a new job, but also if you are looking to have a career inside, uh, you know, your company. And also if you want to be a kind of, you know, someone that is an important position inside the, the, the company, uh, you know, having relationship with, you know, stakeholders, being part of, you know, digital campaigns, 
I think this is a huge opportunity, a huge opportunity right now. Really cool, really cool. And great, great guidance on this one as well, Raf. I'm curious to know about the different platforms So diving into some of the tactical elements as well. So we see, at least in the professional world, a lot of folks gravitate towards LinkedIn. That makes sense, right? A ton of people are on LinkedIn. Professionally, they do a good job surfacing content to relevant groups. So if you're in sales, there's going to be sales-specific content. If you're in recruiting, there's going to be recruiting-specific content. I'm curious to know your take on some of the, the, the other platforms, the popular ones that are out there, maybe some niche ones. When you're thinking about it from a job seeker perspective, are there any other ones that you can kind of up-level yourself, separate from the noise? Obviously, the, the main players being someone like TikTok or Instagram. And I do see content creators on there when it comes to professional or job search. But I'm curious to know your perspective and some of the benefits of each one. Yeah, that's that's a, a good one. I think maybe the first thing to understand, and we have a lot of, you know, of course, a lot of different social media, a lot of different platforms, but... We have two main groups. So you have discovery platforms and you have engagement platform. So the best way to start with content is always to start, you know, to pick one of these and one of these. So in your, let's call it content marketing plan at the beginning, you should have at least one discovery platform and one engagement platform. What's the difference? So the discovery platforms are the one where people can actually discover you. For example, YouTube, for example, a podcast. For example, a blog. So if I Google, uh, you know, finance tips and tricks, let's say, you know, let's keep with this example. And I find your YouTube channel, your podcast, your blog. That's the first, you know, touching point between me and you. That's why it's called discovery platforms. On the other side, you also need an engagement platform. So a different place, a different social media or, or platform where you can actually engage with your audience because it's kind of tricky to engage with your audience in a blog or in a podcast, you know, in this kind of, of platform. So you go with something like LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Telegram, whatever. So pick one for discovery and one for engagement, at least in the beginning. Of course, if you have, you know, one or two years of, you know, track record of, of content, uh, you can add three, four, there is no limit to it. But at the beginning, it's always good for me to start, you know, with a, a mix of those two platforms. So one where they can actually discover you and the other one where you can actually have uh, daily interaction with your user base, with your audience. Even if the beginning you have like 10 followers, it doesn't matter. You need a place where you can talk with them, where they can ask you questions, they can give you idea, you can ask for feedback and whatever. But how do you pick the right platform for you? So there is no right platform. Probably the first question that you should ask yourself is what's the format that you feel comfortable with? So are you more video person? Are you more audio person? Are you more, you know, written text person? That's probably the first thing that you should ask yourself, because if you don't feel confident in front of a camera, maybe YouTube is not the place where you should start. If you are okay with the idea of recording your voice and putting, you know, your thoughts and ideas out there using your voice, maybe a podcast is way better than YouTube. But if you like, you don't like your voice, you don't feel comfortable in front of a camera. Well, you should start with a newsletter, for example, or with a blog. So that's maybe the way you can find your first, very first platform. And of course, your first platform is not going to be the last one. You can add, you know, in time, different platforms once you 
gain confidence once your user base is growing and you of course feel more confident talking about the you know topics that you that you choose that you pick and in terms of the engagement platforms well it depends of course linkedin is the go-to platform for everyone but it's not the only one there are a lot of you know very i would say niche platforms that can be very useful for you uh, for example one that i strongly suggest every single time is quora quora is a q a platform if your audience don't know about quora is a place where you can ask questions or you can you know reply to someone else's questions that's it that's a very good place where you can show your expertise where you can show your skills so you are into uh, personal finance well go every single day on quora search for the you know the most important questions about personal finance and give them you know all the information that you have give them value for free that's how you build an audience at least at the beginning of course quora so- is just an example is to tell that you know we have a lot of different platforms out there uh, reddit uh, is also a very good platform when you can have a lot of you know forums very niche one so you can pick your own niche and try to be a, you know a kind of an opinion leader on that one yeah but it's it's huge out there we have a lot of it a lot of it uh, telegram slack discord pinterest yeah it's we have a lot of options super cool super cool it's a good overview too and Sounds like the idea here is to find something that really aligns with who you are and start there and find the platform that best represents not only what you could be the expert in, but where you're most comfortable and yeah. just get those emotions going, right? Like, And that's, that's important. That's really, really important. I have a lot of friends, for example, that are very good with text. So they have, you know, huge blogs. They publish, you know, books every single year. But if you put them in front of a camera, they are not comfortable at all. And it means that they don't have, you know, the power and also the skills, the ability to kind of, you know, put the message out there. You lose it. And so if you lose it, you lose the point. So what's the point of, you know, being in front of a camera if you don't know how to talk in front of a camera? So don't do it. Don't force yourself into it. Just, you know, write a blog and be the best one on that. Be the best finance blog out there. Great. Wonderful advice. One last tactical question before our very last question. And this is one that I often get from job seekers. And our general guidance is you should definitely be out there, definitely be posting, especially on LinkedIn. I'm curious to know what do you or what do you see folks do to very specifically and tactically separate themselves from the crowd when they're out looking for a job or when they're about to embark on a new career or when they want to share part of their career journey? Is it as simple as, hey, look, pick some topics within your expertise and just write on them every day? I see a bunch of people do that. Is it, hey, pick some topics and then post some memes every other day so that you get uh, a little bit wider off it's or pick topics, pick the memes and then record a couple of videos. So I'm curious to know, your perspective on that or some of the trends that you've seen recently Mm. that can help folks level up. Uh, Yeah, I I love it. I love it. And my answer is content curation. What I mean by that. So when we talk about content, the first idea that everyone gets is, oh, now I have to create content. Uh, You know, I have to talk about stuff in a blog, in a newsletter, in a podcast, in a YouTube channel. Well, this is, you know, one approach, but there is also another approach and it's called uh, content curation. 
content curation, let's say that it's kind of the easy way to start with content. And sometimes it's the key kind of, you know, to unlock the whole process, especially if this is like your first time ever. Content curation is basically, if you are into finance, let's keep with this example. If you are into finance, I suppose every single day you read, you know, stuff about finance, you watch videos about finance, you listen to podcasts about finance, you buy books, you have all the news and trends, everything else. So what you can do at the beginning is that you can kind of, you know, filter and select the most important things that for you are happening, for example, that day or that week or that month in your own niche, in your own industry, personal finance, for example. So you can start very easy, very simple, in a very simple way with, I don't know, a weekly post on LinkedIn every Monday morning with, let's say, the five most important links of the week. And you can say, okay, this is an important news that you should read. This is a book that I loved. This is a YouTube video that I watched. This is a podcast that I suggest. And this is an important trend in personal finance. So you didn't actually create that content. Your job was a different one, was to kind of, you know, filter the most important thing between, you know, the huge amount of content that you read and, and, and listened and, and watched in the previous seven days or 10 days or 30 days. And that's kind of important if you think about it. It's a different role. It's not you, you know, creating content on the topic. It's you telling people, listen, friends, since I know, you know, I read a lot of stuff about this, I don't want you to read, you know, 10 different, you know, articles to watch 10 different YouTube videos and to uh, read 10 different books. Those are the most important ones. Start from there. And that's maybe the easiest way to start with content on there. And it's a huge trend, especially for people that are kind of, you know, moving the first step in the content creation world. So the answer is, as I said before, is a content curation. You can start with that. It's easy as it sounds. And probably you are reading because most people do it, I don't know, on WhatsApp or via email. So yep. they read something imp important or interesting and they send it to friends, to colleagues. Well, if you're doing that, just do it on LinkedIn. That's it. Cool. Cool. I really like that, Ralph. It's a really good way to start. Good, good first steps and easy to execute for an early content creator. I feel like we have just scratched the surface, but I do love the tactical nature in which we've had this conversation. Roth has so much to offer in terms of how to structure content. I was admiring his setup too, his cameras lights out and uh, his, his audio is amazing too. So I feel like I personally have a time to learn from you as well, but we do have to wrap the show. We always wrap on this note. We have asked all of our guests the same question on all four seasons of the Ramp Podcast. The question is, now that you have the benefit of hindsight, if you could go back to the beginning of your career and give yourself one piece of advice, what would that advice be? Well, I would say to the younger version of me, hey man, look, please start with content and start now. If I look back, the biggest mistake I made is that I started too, too late. I was reading a lot, you know, consuming a lot of content, but I was really scared of the idea of creating my own content. So yeah, that's what I would say to the younger Raf. Amazing. I kind of figured that it would be that, but I had to ask either way. Well, Raf, where can folks find you? We want to send people your way. We want them to learn and continue to learn from you. Well, I have a podcast. It's called Growth Talks. 
if you, you you can find it on YouTube and also you know on Spotify, every podcast platform. It's a show where I interview marketers, entrepreneurs, and creators from all over the world, and we talk about both you know digital skills and and soft skills. Nowadays, we are focusing a lot on AI, but we talk you know about a lot of different and topics and and trends and news. So just Google growth talks. I suppose you will kind of leave the link in the description below maybe. So yeah, and you can find me there. Of course, if you want to ask me something, just add me on LinkedIn, send me a, a DM on LinkedIn, and I will more than happy to help you. Amazing. Well, Raf, this has been a wonderful conversation. I've learned a ton. I know our audience is going to absolutely eat this one up. Thank you so much for your appearance on the Ramp Podcast, and we hope to have you back someday very soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Wonderful. Thank you.